We spent a lot of time watching NXT the last couple of years, you and me together. And I've been very vocally supportive of Jacket Time. And Jacket Time is over. And I don't know how to feel about it. Part of me is so sad. I've been crying for two days. I had to buy a box of Kleenexes, you know, the three-piece Kleenex boxes, because my man Jiro is no longer with NXT. And I think it's intellectual property of NXT's Jacket Time, and I don't think we're ever going to see it again. I'm sad, bro. I'm real fucking sad. I should be sad about all the releases, but this one hit me so much more fucking hard. And I know you're the biggest Jacket Time supporter there is, so go ahead and pour one out for the big homie, Will. You are literally the only person who's upset. Like, the only person. I don't even think Jiro's upset, right? Like, you are the only person. However, I do think we still see this gimmick carry on into a new life, maybe breathe some fresh air into it within the impact world. Maybe he goes over to Japan. There are so many options for our boy now that the chains have been released, or maybe he gets a gimmick that's worth a shit. Who knows? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, listen. You and your wrestling fandom of no fun. Here we go again. Everybody has to be fucking Bret Hart nowadays, don't they? Like the whole world just has to be the best technical wrestler in the world. Can't have any fucking fun on your watch. Oh, no. No jacket time allowed. No showing the inside of your jacket. No having fun. No goofy gimmicks. Everybody's got to be on the mat technical wrestling. The no fun league arrives. God damn it, Will. Just open your heart and your arms and let somebody inside, dude. He was such a favorite of mine. You know I sat there every week, no matter who he was wrestling. I don't care if he wrestled the best in the world. My man Jiro is getting the Chiros. Uh, well, and because of you, <laughs> he knew he was appreciated. And going Time out. forward. That was such a funny line that I did not mean to say. Like, that was not planned. Like, I'm so proud of my man Jiro's getting the Chiros. We're stopping for a minute. And I'm just going to give myself a round of applause. I really think it takes away the glow if you go ahead and pat yourself on the back (laughs) for it. You know, just going to put that out there. But do you, boo. Do you. Comedians shouldn't laugh at their own jokes. Sure. But, man, that was a funny joke. Like, if I was allowed as a comedian to laugh, I'm not a comedian. But if I was a comedian and I told a joke on stage and it was really funny, I'd laugh at it. Fuck it. Let's listen Wait, here. Shout out to Jiro, dude. That's all I'm saying. The man needs some love. Everybody's talking about, oh, Dolph Ziggler, the best wrestler in the world. But you know what I mean? Jiro ain't getting no love, and he fucking deserves it, dude. My man out went out there week after week with a bag of shit, lit that motherfucker on fire in the ring, and came out week after week still doing his thing. There's something about that, dude. Pull your pants up and go to work, bro. Come on. Give the man his respect. Wait, so I'm not going to let you get off that easy. Are you walking back the round of applause you gave yourself for that good joke? You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team of podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. Oh, how cute. Two little skaters and their ghetto shop. Heard your video went over pretty good. I guess kids dig that goofy soul skating crap. I tell you what, 
I'll buy you out for half a mil right now. I got my checkbook. Calling him the worst, the worst character in movie and video game history forever, dude. Forever. The biggest heel that's ever fucking lived. Nobody dicks well, you down more than Eric Sparrow does. Here's the thing. So I don't really play a ton of video games. So I'm not like a... I'm not buying Starfield week one and firing it up and putting in 30 hours a week. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. So as a child, I got obsessed with Tony Hawk Underground, like full blown obsessed. Like I spent months playing every inch of that game and trying to figure out ways I could do things that weren't real. And I thought I was good. And then I got my pants beat off by someone that was actually good and realized I just wasted like a year of my life. But if you haven't played that game, I suggest you go get a PS2 emulator and fire it up or go buy a PS2 if you want. But Eric Sparrow is truly the, the biggest heel character in the history of video games. There's never been a character that you want to like more that just fucks you over from the beginning and then just never stops. Like the whole game, it's like, ah, can we trust him? And the answer is always no. <laughs> the answer is no. You cannot trust him because he's for sure going to snake you no matter what. Like, even MJF sometimes slides out of character and gives somebody a little love. Like, he did that kid this week that asked him for a, for an autograph, and he walked up and whispered in his ear, you're adopted. You having played it recently, I'd love to get your takes on how bad it is. Because the things I remember him doing are, you save him from being killed by a group of street animals, and then you continue to help him the whole story, and at every turn, he just steals from you and takes away your stuff. Am I correct on that? I'm sitting here wondering, like, wow, you really wanted to like Eric Sparrow? Dude's a dirtbag, a straight-up bum. But they, yeah. the first the first scene in the game, they pitch him as, like, somebody that you can trust. You know oh, what I no, mean? Oh, no, not you can trust. He's just your childhood best friend that you skate with, right? Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, he pisses off some drug dealers and gets you into trouble. And throughout the entire story, right, he's just doing one more douchebaggy thing after the next. He has no remorse for anybody or anything he's just going to do whatever it takes to get his slimy ass to the top i want to talk about how this relates to wrestling when it comes to eric sparrow like you said there is time after time after time where he continually does the heel tactic thing and i want to kind of talk about the character of heel work that he has in the game i think that's what i wanted to go through when we did this like he's obviously a marquee character when it comes to heels right like, there's not a lot of people that are that dastardly. And I started to think about wrestling, and obviously we brought up MJF, and there's tons of people you could pull in the past that are great heels. What makes him such a great heel? Is it the ability to only care about himself? Like, it feels like through the whole game, the only thing he cares about is himself. Like, from the beginning where you said, stole from drug dealers, gets kidnapped by drug dealers, so what do you do? You go and save his stupid ass from the drug dealers, right? Then what does he do? You continue on your story with him by your side, which maybe you shouldn't have. But at this time, he's still your friend with quotes around it. And then he continually dicks you every time. Like, I don't remember every piece of the game, but I do remember him being like, OK, yeah, I'm going to Tampa. I'll sign you up for the competition. And he purposely doesn't sign you up like he goes out of his way to not sign you up for the competition. So you can't enter. So then you have to find ways to get into the competition just so you can beat his stupid ass again. And then I also remember him like stealing your tape and like superimposing his face on like this crazy trick you did over a helicopter. Is that right? Am I right on that? Remember Hawaii building jump helicopter? That was some sick footage. Too bad no one ever saw it. You backstabbing mob flipping cockroach. Hey, hey. Yeah, that happens in Hawaii. 
So he just, every turn he can, he finds a way to slide in and make himself get the get the benefit of the draw. And, like, that is such a good heel move. Like, there is so many heels like that in wrestling. Like, that should never be trusted, but for some reason we continue to trust these guys. Like, Ted was talking about Ole Anderson the other day and his run with... Um, Dusty Rhodes, where they didn't like each other anyway, but he convinced Dusty Rhodes that he was his friend for a year, tagging with Dusty Rhodes to eventually turn on him and say, I never liked you. Like, I've been doing this the whole time to screw you over. Like, that's the whole point of this is for me to screw you over. And that's kind of how Eric Sparrow was in a way where he did everything he could do to be like, hey, trust me, trust me, trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just stabs you in the back as soon as you turn around. You know what I mean? And I love that about his heel character. Like, I know that when you're playing the game, you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> but, like, the access of him finding these heel tactics and using them to masterful perfection, just, for some reason, I kind of respect a little bit. Build you a best friend within 30 seconds. Like, it does not take a lot to tell you that Eric Sparrow is supposed to be your lifelong best friend. And then there is a very achievable goal for you, at least in this video game world, and that's to become a professional skateboarder and then excel through the ladder of professional skateboarding. Eric Sparrow just so happens to share that exact same goal with you. But instead of doing what it takes to actually get there, he does, quote unquote, what he feels it takes to get there by taking advantage of you and riding your coattails and basically fucking you over at every chance possible to achieve his goals and in turn achieve your goals. He does not give a shit. He is completely fine being on this island all by himself as long as he has all of his riches. And you're not about that life. You're just a real one who's trying to live his best <laughs> life. And Eric Sparrow wants none of it. And that guy can lick my shorts. Can you think of anybody that comes near him as far as heel work and anything? Like wrestling, movies, anywhere. Because I can't really think of too many people outside of Eric Sparrow that are that dastardly. You know what I mean? That just go out of their way to screw people over. And... I was trying to think of, like, there's got to be somebody in movies that we're overlooking, and especially with how many movies I watch. I shouldn't have a problem finding someone that's... I was thinking, like, so I came up with a couple, but here's one. Like, Danny DeVito in Matilda. Her dad in Matilda. Like, wow, Matilda, I actually just watched that, like, two nights ago. He's a great, great heel. Like, it's not that he's the ultimate heel, because Mrs. Trunchbull is the muscle, right? She's the one that's like, ah, oh, shit, like... How do we deal with her? But Danny DeVito is that type of heel. Like, he doesn't care at all about his child. Like, he cares about one thing. His comeuppance. That's all. And there's that's such a great heel character for someone that just, just they only care about themselves. Like, I don't care about anything else. As long as I get what I deserve to get, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever I can to get what I can get. And I think that Danny DeVito masterfully plays that character of, I want to get my comeuppance. And I think Eric Sparrow's on the same page. I don't know too many other people that you watch a show and you're like, God, that's a truly terrible character. Everybody in Succession. I don't know if you've watched Succession, but every single character in the show is on that level. There's not one character in the show that you like. They're all Eric Sparrow. It's a show full of Eric Sparrows. Have you ever watched that? No, you lost me on that one. I got to say, though, Matilda is a good get simply because you did make that comparison of just getting whatever they want 
by any means necessary. Like you think about when he sells her the bum car. And then of course she takes it out on Matilda because she got sold a lemon. And you see all of these things transcend just because it works in Danny DeVito's favor. But isn't that the whole, like, uh, you know, stigma with the used car salesman in general. What always gets me about that movie is like, you have Danny DeVito just being an absolute piece of shit throughout the entire movie. Yet He's also the narrator. And like, whenever he's narrating, right, there's so much hope and joy in his voice. And he'll like be narrating over himself within that movie. So it'll be like, Matilda really did want to read a book and be <laughs> her best self. And then Danny DeVito's like, yeah, I just sold this tag, a piece of shit car. Got my money though. And it, there's just no in between in that. Uh, I I will say though, there is a comparison within the wrestling world, and I don't think it's as flashy, uh, but it is exactly what Eric Sparrow did, and that's Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, right? They came up together. They were best friends, quote unquote, and they uh, did everything. They got that certain level of success together because you know, with you and Eric Sparrow, like you get to the pros together right you get to the or or what the spot show the fuck why can't i remember what it is you guys get to the tampa am together right and then you go through the stage and to a point within the game like even though he's kind of a dick bag he hasn't screwed you over yet to the point that makes you think oh yeah he's totally like betrayed me it's not until you get hawaii and it's that big spot you were talking about but that big spot and you know the reveal of eric sparrow taking his spot from him is basically, you know, Shawn Michaels kicking Marty Jannetty, um, right. And putting him through the window. Like that's that whole scene played so, out, but in a video game, uh, with less wrestling, I guess. I think that's such an interesting way to put it though, because you do have these relationships that build, build up into a great heel moment. There's always the turn, the big turn, even though Eric Sparrow, the whole game was dicking you over, dicking you over slightly, not enough to, to alert those trigger warnings where you're like, okay, enough. I don't need to hang out with this guy anymore. But enough to for you to be like, all right, that was kind of a dick move that you did that. You know what I mean? Like, it's always the turn before the turn. Like, we're right now in the middle of this uh, Adam Cole and MJF friendship, and we keep teasing Adam Cole turning or MJF turning, where they're both like, they will hold a chair behind the other one's back and like look at him for a minute and then be like, eh. you know what I mean? And that's what this kind of was. It gives you that, Eric Sparrow gives you that turn before the turn. Where it's like, I don't really know if if he's a dick or he's not. I mean, I know I don't like what he just did, but I think there's still a part of me that wants to be friends with him because we were friends with him all through our childhood. And we skated together and we're buddies. And then the ultimate betrayal comes at Hawaii, which is why I remember it so well and I haven't played this game in 10 years. It's the ultimate betrayal. You do this crazy move over top of a helicopter and he's like, let me just stick my face on that. Oop, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, golly dude that's what i think makes these moments so memorable though like you think about great heel turns in history whether it's like you mentioned sean michaels or marty Jannetty or batista and ray mysterio that's another one that like always resonates with me where it's like these guys are friends but at the same time it's like it breaks your fucking heart when he (laughs) when right right when it happens you know what i mean it's just like god dude like we've worked so fucking hard to get this mctwist over this helicopter and this is what you're going to fucking do to me. Like all the shit we've been through, coming up through the fucking shitty neighborhood, finding our way into the Tampa Am. We get to this spot in Hawaii, of all places, where I do this crazy trick over top of a helicopter. And then you just pretty much put the finger in my face. 
it's such a special moment. I think that's why I wanted we wanted to talk about this relating to wrestling because it is a buildup. It builds you up so much to where you're like, ah, oh, you're invested in your journey as a skateboarder, but also bringing your friends along. And then it gets to that point, and he's the one that dicks you over. It's crazy, but wrestling is everywhere, man. I should have fixed you back in Tampa. Now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or have been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us some love. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and YouTube's community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jada Rasslin on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but not least, we have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. Do a regularly scheduled program.